Is your child struggling with a specific subject or need help with homework? Are they asking questions that you're not sure you can fully answer? IXL Learning is an online learning program for kids. It covers math, language arts, science, and social studies. IXL is designed. This program will improve your kids' grades. Studies done in almost every state in the country. The kids who had IXL are consistently doing better. Powered by advanced algorithms, IXL gives the right help to each kid no matter the age or personality. And it doesn't have to eat up all your time. One subscription gets you everything for all the kids in your home, pre-K to 12th grade. So don't miss out. One in four students in the U.S. are learning with IXL. IXL is used in 95 of the top 100 school districts in the U.S. Make an impact on your child's learning. Get IXL now. And listeners can get an exclusive 20% off IXL membership when they sign up today at IXL.com audio. Visit IXL.com audio to get the most effective learning program out there at the best price. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to Unhappy Hour, the show where we bitch about all the things we love to hate every single week. I'm your host, Matt Bellisai. I'm here in the studio, as always, with my producer, Barry Finkel. Hi, Barry. Hey, Matt. But today, we're not just in the studio. Oh, no, nah. We're taking a field trip to the City of Angels, Los Angeles, California. That's right. After Worst Things First, where I'll tell you all the shittiest news of the week, we are flying across this great big country all the way to SoCal. That's how the cool kids say it. <laughs> We're about to become a couple of LAEs. Because listen, people love that city. Like me, I love it so much. Shut up! So- up, Barry, okay? Right. People like Barry and everyone else are always like, Hollywood, oh, celebrities, <laughs> perfect sunshine all year round. Well, guess what? There's a lot to rant about in and around that whale's vagina of a city, and we are going there. We are going there in several deep dives. We're going to dive deep into the worst things about the climate, the driving, the activities, and the food of Los Angeles. We will hike up literal mountains, get into car accidents, kind of, eat food with Ashley Perez, my talented friend who is also a producer, actress, director, and sadly, an L.A. lover. We'll attempt to escape a room with Kathy too, co-host of one of my fave podcasts, Nancy. And we got so much more, so grab your sunscreen and your long sleeve plaid button up shirts and let's get into the show. Whoa, oh, Lord, I got a. <laughs> I need the Yodeling Walmart kid to teach me how to do it. Mm. 
By the way, if you have not seen The Yodeling Walmart Kid, check it out on Twitter. It's a filthy song that this child is screaming in a Walmart. All right, worst things first. Here is the worst news for you, did you know? If I tell it all in a British accent, it's an official BBC segment. Here we go. First... A number of people sent me this video, so I feel like it is my duty to acknowledge it. A couple in Louisiana decided to announce the gender of their baby, their unborn baby, by feeding a watermelon to a big-ass alligator in their front yard. Did you see this video? I'm sorry, what? (laughs) So basically, a man named Mike Klebert the father of this unborn baby, a.k.a. T-Mike, the Gator King. (laughs) (laughs) So this baby's royalty. Yes, this is the Gator Prince or Princess. He's an alligator wrangler and trainer who runs Klebert's Turtle and Alligator Farm, which seems like two animals that should not be in the same farm. Or in any farm. So Mike decided to get a watermelon, drill a hole in it, add some colored jello, and then throw it into the gaping maw of an alligator so mm-hmm. that it burst open right. and you could see what color it was. It was blue. And T. Mike the Gator King says, what better way to do it than having an alligator that's 61 years old that my <gasps> grandfather hatched in 1957? Wow. I can think of like 10 ways that are better (laughs) than having a literal dinosaur with samurai swords for teeth (laughs) gaping in your front lawn while your entire family and your pregnant, (laughs) your pregnant mother of your unborn child is standing right there. If you watch the video, he throws the watermelon at the alligator, it chomps it, and then they all clap. And then the alligator like starts moving kind of aggressively towards his family and they have to like (laughs) wrangle it a little bit. (laughs) It just seems like... Like not a great idea. I'm just saying, okay, fuck gender reveals. Good news though, the alligator was famous before this. It was a movie star. What? Her name is Sally. She's been in commercials and she was on American Horror Story. No so, way. I hope when it's born, they throw it into the <gasps> alligator's <laughs> mouth. <laughs> just give birth right into that alligator's mouth. Next! A 54-year-old woman in Ohio was arrested last weekend after police said she lewdly propositioned and grabbed an Easter bunny working at a carousel park. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, this woman was getting a little frisky and someone had to call the police and be like, yeah, this old lady is humping the Easter bunny. (laughs) Do you think she thought she was at a furry convention? I don't think so. I don't think they have furries in Ohio. No. I don't think she knows about them, at least. It sounds like she should, though. Well, yeah. Police showed up. She was riding a carousel, (laughs) and she was clearly drunk. It had bloodshot eyes and a, quote, generally wobbly demeanor. (laughs) (laughs) Then they arrested her. But, like, honestly, can you blame her? Like, the Easter Bunny? Hot. (laughs) Listen, though, straight men have tried to fuck bunnies ever since Playboy was invented, right? So let her fuck the Easter Bunny. (laughs) Am I right? Next, uh, another big viral story, this time about a Canadian man who sought forgiveness from a hotel 
that he has been banned from for 17 years, and he posted the story of why he got banned. It's a very specific amount of time. (laughs) Here's the quick story, okay? It happened in 2001. Uh, The guy's name is Nick. He checked into the Fairmont Empress Hotel in Victoria, British Columbia. It's not in Britain. It's in Canada. Uh, Anyway, he bought... um, this big wiener of pepperoni to share with his friends. He was on a business trip and he brings it to his hotel room, but there's no fridge in the hotel room. So he opens the window since it's cold outside Mm -hmm. and sets the big wiener on the windowsill. Mm -hmm. Then it goes out for a walk for like four or five hours, comes back and there is an entire angry flock of seagulls. (laughs) (laughs) Covering the room. As he details in the Facebook post, apparently pepperoni does nasty things to a seagull's digestive system. Oh, no. So the room was covered in seagull crap. When he walked in, quote, the result was a tornado of seagull excrement, feathers, pepperoni chunks, and fairly large birds whipping around the room. The lamps were falling. The curtains were trashed. The coffee tray was disgusting. So a huge mess. He tries to chase them all away. He takes off his shoes and starts throwing them, but they go out the window. He catches one with a towel and throws that out the window. Then he discovers that there is a conference happening underneath the window. (laughs) It's like overlooking a thing, and he's like pelting other guests with his caught seagull and shoes. Then somehow he has a hair dryer that he drops into the sink and it shuts the power in the hotel off. So they they send a letter to his company and you're, they're like, you're not allowed back ever. I feel like I'd do the same thing and it seems like they should be banning seagulls and not this person. <laughs> yeah. But the hair dryer thing, that's... Yeah, then he fucked it up. He's reckless. Basically, you could Google it and read the full story, but his, his attempts to remove the birds does not go well. Eventually he has to call for help and the hotel is like, yep, you're not allowed here anymore (laughs) until 2018 when he appeals finally to the Empress Hotel and he's like listen enough time has passed all of those birds are dead at this point (laughs) we can move on and they granted him a pardon and he is now allowed to stay at that hotel and he can fuck as many seagulls as he wants with his big old sausage big old pep big old pepperoni the point is Don't let a flock of seagulls keep you from getting that wiener. (laughs) It might take you 18 years. It might take you throwing a shoe and a toweled seagull out a window into a conference. But you can do it. Yes, we can. Next, Mark Jacobs, fashion designer of Jacobs by Mark Jacobs for Mark by Mark Jacobs. (laughs) Proposed to his longtime boyfriend at a New York City Chipotle with the help of a flash mob. And now the Supreme Court is like, gay marriage is not legal anymore. So thanks a lot, Mark. You ruined it for all of us. I can't imagine a a worse place to have a flash mob proposal than a Chipotle. Also, like, a gay couple getting engaged at a Chipotle is a horrible idea. Burritos are gay kryptonite, okay? Okay? Have fun celebrating your engagement with a butthole full of sour cream and beef. Am I right? (laughs) 
Is that not how you eat a burrito? Uh, like, I don't know. At least pick somewhere classy, like an Outback Steakhouse, right? Somewhere with appetizers and a dessert menu. <laughs> Where they don't ask you every fucking time if guac is extra. No! Guac is extra! I will give Chipotle props because one year they gave me a card that was especially made for me, especially made for me. And it, I got a free burrito every day for a year if I use the card, which I only did twice because when you present the card to the Chipotle employee, they scan it. It goes from like $8 to zero. And then it prints out a receipt that says, you're in the presence of a celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> and then the fucking cashier was like, oh, you're a celebrity? And then I had to be like, no. <laughs> Can I have my free burrito, please? <laughs> and after after like two moments of that, you can't. It's not worth it. I was like, I'd rather just buy the $8 burrito bowl. It's probably why Mark proposed at Chipotle. He wants that card. Yeah. I hope he gets it. And I hope they use it every day. And they have to buy all new sheets. <laughs> and they live happily ever after. Uh, Congrats, Mark. Next! Another sign of the apocalypse. Uh, a man in the UK has the world's first case of super gonorrhea. So great news for everybody with a vulnerable set of genitals. You might get super gonorrhea. What does that mean? It's the first case of the disease that cannot be cured with first choice antibiotics. So oh, it's still no. curable, but like it takes a little extra work to scrub it off. The concern is that it'll get even stronger and that it won't be curable at all. Like no antibiotics will work. Right. Second shelf. Imagine going to the doctor and then being like, so we have good news and bad news. Um, the good news, <laughs> you're the first. <laughs> <laughs> Bad news is you have gonorrhea that is so strong. How strong is it that there's <laughs> no way that regular antibiotics will clean it? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, congrats to this guy. Finally, I, I do want to end on a good note since a lot of that was pretty somber. Uh, a <laughs> few episodes ago, we told the story of Kristen Bell and her family having pinworms. <laughs> and in a recent interview, Kristen Bell confirmed that after two bouts with the worms, our family is finally pinworm free currently. <laughs> Congrats, Kristen. We're so happy for you. May the bell buttholes remain pinworm-free forever. Wishing for the best. This is the good place. You made it. And that's it for Worst Things First. Next up, we're heading all the way across the country for a super deep dive. Get it? <laughs> like super gonorrhea. But a deep dive. Let's do it. Crystals. Hot yoga. Freeways, cold pressed juice, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. Deep dive, deep dive, deep dive, deep dive. All right, this week we are diving deep into a topic that may be unfamiliar to a lot of unhappy hour listeners because it is a remote land in the American West that has baffled anthropologists and blundering theater kids for centuries. Okay, 
it is the second most populous city in the United States, the city of Los Angeles. Because I say everything like I'm in Long Island now. I am often mistaken for an Angelino, and I assume it is because of my glistening sun-kissed skin and a rockin' bod, but fuck that, okay? I'm a goddamn New Yorker. I have stood on the subway platform at like three in the morning, sharing an extra-large french fry with my obese rap friend, Stuart Medium. He's, he's bigger than little. <laughs> <laughs> So the city of Los Angeles can eat my ass. Which is why Unhappy Hour went all the way across our great nation to the city of broken dreams to surround ourselves in the culture of Los Angeles, the city of angels, La La Land, home of the actor slash writer slash bartender to explore everything that is the worst about L.A. All right, let's jump right in. First of all, driving is the fucking worst, all right? And and Los Angeles is the city of lights, the city of brake lights, am I right? <laughs> My Uber driver said that to me one time when I was there, and he thought it was the funniest thing ever. Does he know that that's actually what Paris is called and not L.A.? No, he that's it's the city of traffic lights, the city of red lights. <laughs> but seriously, okay, you got to drive everywhere and ain't nobody got time for that all right oh i'm just supposed to know how to drive <laughs> i'm just supposed to be able to operate a thousand dollar machine how much do cars cost <laughs> i don't know <sighs> case in point your destination is on the left we went to la here is exclusive audio tape of me pulling our rental car into a parking spot sharp turn sharp turn are you gonna make it are you gonna make it i don't know if you're gonna make it i made it Look at how easy this is. You have to reverse, you have to reverse, you're gonna hit the thing! <laughs> that... That is the sound of our car gently grinding all up on a fence, I guess. Because suddenly I'm a terrible person who owes the rental company a bunch of money just because they expected me to know how to get it right every single time. I just want to point out that we actually did not dent it and that um, don't worry, please don't come after us. Yeah, rental, rental company, company, it's too late. Okay, statute of limitations <laughs> ended. <laughs> the worst thing, though, and we don't have this on tape, is that Barry oh drove us clear off a sidewalk <laughs> right into the middle of traffic. <laughs> and for a second, we were stuck. We were. I, I really, I could, we were pulling out of a gas station. The sidewalk was bright white. I couldn't tell where the dent was, and I just went for it. I don't, if you don't understand, basically, when you're pulling out of a parking lot onto a street, sometimes the parking lot is raised up, right? Yeah. And then there's a little, you know, ramp that you use to go down. Yeah. Barry didn't see a ramp, so she just drove clear off the curb. <laughs> and for a second, it seemed like we were wedged. Between the street and the parking lot. <laughs> to be fair, when you look back at that place, there have been many other cars who have gone over it. You can see no. the scratch marks. Yes. <laughs> no. All there right. was a clear ramp. <sighs> Miraculously, we survived driving around L.A. But here's the real problem, all right? I am a pale, delicate dollop of marshmallow fluff, and I have to lather my face with SPF 10,000 sunscreen, and then I'm also a moist towelette of perspiration, which means every time I try to drive in LA, this happens. What's happening? 
there's sunblock in my eye and I can't see when we're driving. Yeah, my fountainous pores drip globules of creamy lotion into my dainty eyes and then I can't see shit while I'm trying to drive down Hollywood Boulevard. California creamin', am I right? <laughs> <laughs> also, let's be real. Even if you're not the one driving, it still sucks. Because every Uber driver in LA is certifiably insane, extra as hell. They're all just trying to test out their acting material on you. Do not ask any Uber driver what they do for a living. Do not engage any Uber driver in conversation because they will either give you a script <laughs> or uh, test out their audition reel on you. I've been in the craziest Ubers in L.A. The one that I have talked about before is was the ride to the airport. And I, I had this Uber driver who was telling me uh, about her family. Halfway through an hour drive, she casually says, and then... My ex-husband kidnapped my children. <laughs> and how do you react to that? I was like, we just met a half hour ago. And now you're telling me how your ex-husband kidnapped your children? Did she get them back? At the time that she told the story, she had not gotten her children back. She was fighting her ex-husband in court. It's a whole big deal. I know everything about it now because it was a long drive. It's called court-ordered abduction. <laughs> Anyway, at the end of it, I felt real bad, but at the end of the ride, she was like, and obviously we're working on a screenplay about it. And I was like, well, there we go. <laughs> All of my sympathy went out the door because you're just testing this shit on me. Do you even have children, ma'am? She did. I looked up the website because <laughs> she did have a website that I found using only her first name and last initial. And then the words court ordered abduction. <laughs> My second worst L.A. Uber story, miles apart in terms of reasons of awfulness, but the guy recognized me from my videos, and, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, oh my god, my wife loves you. She's at work right now. Can we call her? And he called her. I was like, sure. He called her, and he started it by saying, you'll never guess who's in my car, which is a bad way to start. And then I was like, hi, and she guessed... Pee Wee Herman. <laughs> and I was like, this game is not fun anymore. It was never fun to begin with. <laughs> like, just immediately I was like, well, fuck you. Let me out. That's why Uber in LA, zero stars. Okay. Next! Everybody in L.A. is like, oh, sure, it's terrible, but at least the weather is great all the time. No, not allowed. Sure, it's nice and sunny sometimes, but the sun fucks you in the face all day, and then everything else is terrible. First of all, fuck palm trees. All right? Not literally, because that would be painful. All right? The most difficult tree to fuck by far. But palm trees are overrated. Oh, oh, you think you're so special because you're tall and have big balls and fancy leaves? No. Normal trees have bark and leak delicious syrup. Fair point. Also, just like everything else in LA, palm trees are fake as fuck. 
You know, palm trees are normally like fat and ugly, right? What? They look like giant fat pine cones. And then they have to go in and like shave them down. So the tall skinny ones are like shaved down palm trees. That's true. That's true. Look it up. It's probably true. (laughs) (laughs) They have to shave them down to make them look skinny, but they're really fat. Okay. What does that sound like? Everybody who lives in L.A., basically. And if any of this is scientifically wrong, who cares? I'm not a fucking botanist. But then everybody's like, oh, we can go to the beach. You want to go to the beach? We can go down to the beach. Fuck the beach. (laughs) So I can have sand in my labia for 10 years? No, I don't think so. I did eat a breakfast burrito on the beach once. That sounds lovely. And it was lovely. It was a delicious burrito. That is one thing L.A. does right. They got good-ass burritos. Breakfast burritos. Mm -hmm. Specifically. Worst of all, natural disasters in L.A. are way more dramatic than everywhere else. But everywhere else is like, wind and rain. And then L.A. is like, oh, oh, I see your little hurricane and raise you everything literally being on fire. And also the earth shakes all the time. And also it's hot as shit. So there's fucking dry, sandy wind that's blowing around all the time. And there's smog everywhere because there's so many fucking cars. They're just spewing their dark juices everywhere. (sighs) The one thing that I don't understand legitimately about L.A. is that I'm from the Midwest. Growing up, we always had tornado drills in school. So you would know what to do in the event of a tornado. You go to L.A., They don't prepare you at all if an earthquake happens while you're there. You would think you land at the airport, okay? You walk past, like, Courtney Love, (laughs) and then they give you a pamphlet that says, here's what happens if literally the earth starts falling apart. They don't. I'm just expected to know. I have no idea. If I'm in L.A. when an earthquake happens, I'll shit my pants. You could Google it, Matt. No! I shouldn't have to do work. Next, every activity in L.A. is the worst, mostly because they're all outside. But the one thing you can do inside, apparently, is an escape room, which seems like a very L.A. thing to me, mostly because it gives aspiring actors an opportunity to pretend to be ghosts and yell at tourists. If you don't know what an escape room is, basically it's a fun game where a bunch of people get locked into a room and have to solve a series of clues to get out. Because only in a city as dumb as L.A. would people willingly enslave themselves for entertainment. So obviously we went to an escape room. Welcome everyone to Escape Room L.A. The Theater. My name is Steph. I'm your assistant stage manager today. Your job today is to free the ghost and yourselves. In 50 minutes or less, 5-0, and then you win the game. All right, are you ready? Let's do it. Okay. And it turns out we're pretty fucking bad at it. I mean, I am pretty good at puzzles because I was a mathlete MVP one year running. Uh, It was me, Barry, and Kathy, too, who's co-host of the podcast, Nancy. Eight is down. Twelve is up. Thirteen. <gasps> now, normally, groups that go into an escape room are like 12 people deep. But uh, we're so smart that uh, we only needed three people. Yeah. And that was a bad idea. We spent approximately 
17 hours trying to escape got nowhere the woman who That's ran not it true. we didn't get nowhere we got into the next room <laughs> after the correct combination has been injured push the silver shackle into the body of the lock okay. i'm sorry i yelled <laughs> oh, oh jesus i thought we escaped we just opened the door to another this room this is what i we didn't escape. We didn't escape. And the woman did help us out a tremendous amount. So much. So much more than I think you normally are helped. But she did have this to say about our endeavors. If it makes you feel any better, you got a lot further than any three-group person that's ever tried. The smallest group that has ever escaped here is four, but three of them were designers for our other room. Uh, so wow. does it really count? Probably no. not. <laughs> so good for us. Good for us. Good job, Kathy, too. And fuck escape rooms. No. It was kind of fun. Let's see. Other activities in LA. Hot yoga. I don't, I'm not going to pay a white person who took mushrooms once to whisper commands at me in a hot room. Okay. Also, to be honest, if you eat and drink as terribly as I do, every room is a hot sauna. Because I'm just sweating all the time. (laughs) (laughs) But seriously, exercising for fun? A spin class? That is, no. All right, I don't want to ride a bike in a room full of farts sitting next to John Legend because he doesn't sweat, all right? I don't want to feel bad about myself. Celebrities don't sweat. They don't. That's legally true. Also, just in general, I do not feel comfortable going into any room in L.A. because I know for a fact that every structure with four walls and a ceiling has been the set of at least one hardcore porn shoot. For for real. Yeah. Okay? If you stayed in an Airbnb in L.A., congratulations, <laughs> you've sat in a pool of dried porn star juices. <laughs> so watch out where you sit and stand and walk. Speaking of walking... The worst activity of all in Los Angeles is hiking. Because apparently people think it's fun to go outside in the fucking 100 degree heat, find a very steep hill, and then walk up it. I love hiking. That's my favorite part about LA is that you, like anywhere you are, 10 minutes away, there's a mountain to climb. Nope. If I have to choose between driving or climbing a hill with my feet, car. Hands down every time. Not even a contest, am I right? Uh, fuck hiking. I don't understand how it is an enjoyable activity for people. You're literally climbing. It is work. But what about that one hiking trail where like celebrities are all over the place and they're like hiking all the time? Isn't that yeah, supposed to be fun? That's Runyon Canyon, which is where we went. Okay. And we didn't see any celebrities. We saw like one shirtless person who's kind of hot. And that's it. I had to walk all the way up a fucking mountain for nothing. Not even to touch the Hollywood sign. Luckily, we captured all of my struggle for you. So you know how terrible hiking truly is. Let's start at the beginning. My preparations for a hike. You know what that's the sound of? Me taking the tags off the exercise clothes I bought six weeks ago and haven't used. (laughs) Because guess why? We're going hiking. Fucking dogs can do this run. Well, just in general, dogs are in better shape than you are. Well... 
Not the fat dogs. Okay. This sucks. Who hikes? Who gets enjoyment from this regularly? I mean, I understand exercise, mm -hmm. theoretically, but also you can exercise in an air-conditioned gym. What parts are you, of you are sweaty right now? Mostly like the back and the, also the front <laughs> and the underneath. <laughs> Basically, Runyon Canyon is a disappointment. There's nothing. You reach the top and all there is is a bunch of Australians complaining about the view. And by the view, I mean me in gym clothes that I just opened. Here's a few of my thoughts upon reaching the top. I feel like there should be like a Chili's up here. Somewhere you could stop and get like a Limerita. Something to cool down. Corona with the lime in it. Turned upside down into a margarita glass. We've been hiking for like five minutes. How do they do that though? How do they get that technology to work? You'd think that the bottle, the beer bottle, would just empty into the margarita. But it stays. I want to make it clear to everybody here who just heard all of these struggles that Matt and I hiked maybe half a mile. You know what? That was far for someone who walks an average of 50 steps a day. And then guess what? You reach the top and you have to walk all the way back down. Unless you had a plan like me, which was to stop moving and then shoot a flare gun into the sky until a helicopter came and rescued me. But nobody did. So we had to walk all the way back down. Back through the rattlesnakes. And then we finally made it back to the boiling hot car and escaped. Thoughts on hiking? Not fun. Not the greatest time, if I'm being perfectly honest. I know this is a controversial take, but I don't like exercising. Color me shocked. This is going to send ripples through the physical fitness community, but I don't like working out. All of my clothes have a thin layer of bodily fluid on them. I'm wet. I'm cranky. I want a cookie. That's all, folks. And then, just like a tissue, I had to throw away my gym clothes because one use is enough. Moving right along in our final segment, everybody in L.A. is just a ridiculous parody of a human being, okay? A human soybean. First, everybody is too hot. Everybody is disgustingly hot. Everybody thinks they're a goddamn celebrity and expects to be treated like one. No. No. Okay. You are the celebrity here, Matt. I am the celebrity here. <laughs> I deserve a crystal facial. I deserve a Kardashian ass. Also, I swear to God, if I hear one more hot guy on Instagram talking about charging his crystals under a full moon, I'm going to flip the fuck out. <sighs> Spencer Pratt. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> it's just Spencer Pratt. Because he's gone crystal crazy. I don't get the whole crystal thing. Although, I do think I was at the forefront of the whole crystal thing. Because in, like, the second grade, my Polish neighbor gave me a crystal... <laughs> She gave me it was it was like a slab of like glittery rock uh -huh. that she got on a trip mm -hmm. and gave it to me and it was in my bedroom for a long time and it made me gay. 
And now everybody in L.A. is like, oh, we love crystals. They changed my life. Oh, is that how you got hot? Because you plugged a crystal into a wall? I don't think so. It's because you go to the gym and eat vegan food only. Which is another thing about L.A. Everybody eats like they're a rabbit. So we decided to check it out. We went to Cafe Gratitude, which you may know because Beyonce ate there one time, wearing a pepperoni outfit, the greatest of all Beyonce outfits. That was during her, like, 30-day vegan cleanse. In Ironic. Which the entire time, yeah, she ate vegan, but also she was photographed wearing fur <laughs> and also a pepperoni outfit and, like, a bunch of leather. Love her. But she did eat at Cafe Gratitude, which was their one redeeming moment because otherwise Cafe Gratitude is my personal hell and the worst place on earth. I know so many people who live in LA and eat there regularly for lunch. Yeah, it's disgusting. And so we went there to check it out and we went with my friend and LA lover Ashley Perez who you may know from the internet. We are at Cafe Gratitude which is the, the most LA L.A. place on this planet. Behind you is a mural that says, love, serve, remember, and I sh- I'm not shitting you. That's true. And we are with Ashley Perez. I don't think you've done any of those things, Matt. Love, serve, or remember. How many things <laughs> do you remember? Because you're tr- <laughs> This, this is your, your, your anti-mural. This is one experience I will not want to remember. <laughs> Okay, so you should all know that the way Cafe Gratitude works, at the top of it, there's a giant thing that says, I am, dot, 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 and then all of the names of the food are different adjectives. So it's like lucky, (laughs) dazzling, gracious, and you're supposed to order by saying, I am pure, I am lucky, I am dazzling. What happens if you don't? Nothing happens, but they judge you a little. You know what's another thing that you'll hate, Matt? They'll give you a question of the day. So I'll ask, what's a question of the day? And they'll say something like, what are you doing when you're most happy? And then we're supposed to talk about it. I hate that so much. <laughs> like, I think the one time I don't want to talk to anybody is when I'm deciding what food to eat. <laughs> it's like a do- when a dog is eating, you don't put your hand near it because you'll get fucking bits. Um, okay, what are you thinking? Like, you should try this. I am resolved, southern soul food. Red beans and dirty rice, blackened jerk tempeh, smashed maple yam, spiced collards, coleslaw. Like, I feel like if that was a normal meal and not vegan, you would love it. All right, I'll try that. Should we get, we'll a, get a beer? Should we get a beer and also like you a need juice to try to a share? Well, yeah, you need to try. Oh, my oh God. a wellness <gasps> shot. Yeah, a wellness shot, which is just... Um, okay, like, you pick the grossest one and I will try it. All right. Do you know what you want? Yes. So I am pure... And then can I get a side of um, kimchi? Kimchi. <laughs> do I have to order that way? Please do, just for fun. No <laughs> one orders. Say, yeah. I am, I am pure. I, I am. am. <laughs> I am resolved. You are resolved. <laughs> uh, which is not true, but it will be. We're going to order a wellness shot for him. Can we get the invigorated? That's the anti-candida shot, which is candida is for, like, yeast infections. So. Oh, good. Yeah, I've <laughs> had one or two. <laughs> okay, so Matt's shot has arrived, and I ordered... Reinvigorating? Yeah, I think there's, like, ginger and some other shit in there. I would say my urine has been lumpy lately. Ew. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of what this looks like. Imagine, like, a thick... If, if urine were frothy... 
It looks like orange juice. It looks like grapefruit juice. I see or frothy urine. urine. I see frothy okay, urine. Okay, so with a shot, like you're a supposed to take it literally all, of, all at once. I, I'm literally afraid you're going to just <laughs> vomit. Do not fucking okay. do that, Matt. Okay. We're going to do it. I'm going to take it all at once. Everybody I'm is literally hiding behind a napkin. two, one. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> it burns so bad. <laughs> My entire throat is on fire. <laughs> I was expecting to have to play up my disgust. Uh-huh. Oh, thank you. And uh, I can confidently say that I am disgusted. <laughs> okay, let me describe my plate. There's a pile of salad. I recognize that. And it's coleslaw. <laughs> that, is, that is where my understanding of what is on my plate ends. Because then there's what looks... Like either a dog biscuit or a cat vomit. <laughs> it looks like fancy beast. It smells like fancy beast. <laughs> Food is coming out of your mouth. I'm resolved that this is trash. <laughs> There's not a single celebrity here except me. <laughs> oh my god. Wow. Even if you don't like food like Cafe Gratitude, you go to a place like In-N-Out. And this is my final point. In-N-Out french fries are trash. Even the junk food is bad. I'll fuck with an In-N-Out burger. But In-N-Out french fries is what people go ham about because they're fresh. You can watch the person put a potato into a machine and it shits out the fries. But it tastes like a packing peanut. It's really not good. I really do not enjoy them. It's the summary of L.A. It looks beautiful. It's the perfect size, the perfect shape. And then you bite into it and it's trash. I think the last time I went there, I was staying at the Roosevelt Hotel which is where, like, Marilyn Monroe lived, and apparently it's haunted. And I went and uh, got in and out and brought it back to my room, and I ate it with a ghost. Oh, my God. It was weird, because that night I heard a bunch of banging, but I was in, like, a middle room. It was fucking. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) People were just having sex. I was staying at one hotel in L.A., (laughs) and it was, like, late at night, and I just ordered a room service hot cookie with ice cream (laughs) and I was watching a Harry Potter marathon and I had to turn the volume up because the people next door were having sex too loudly (laughs) which is just a perfect picture of my life eating a hot cookie with ice cream sitting in bed (laughs) turning up the volume on a Harry Potter marathon to drown out the sounds of other people's romantic lives (laughs) that's me in LA for ya So that is all I have to say about this whole matter. The next person who tells me that they thought I lived in L.A. can go fuck themselves until I eventually move to L.A. and start charging my crystals while doing hot yoga atop Runyon Canyon. Then you can come for me. We're almost there. We're almost at the end of the show. But first, our chasers. Chasers are the good stuff that makes all the bad stuff go down easier. Barry, do you have a chaser this week? My chaser this week is my adorable little baby cousin, Noah. She is from London, and she came to visit this past weekend. And 
It was actually my first time meeting her. She's five and a half. She also listened to our show and had this to say. Just listened to your podcast and you did... That You said that F word. You did. I will say the pros of a tiny British girl is the accent. The cons is she's haunted. <laughs> All little British girls are haunted because they're dolls that came to life. What about you? What's your chaser this week? My chaser this week is for the latest viral internet star who, by the time you listen to this, might be revealed as a secret Nazi, probably the way things go. But of course, I'm talking about yodeling Walmart kid, my personal hero. Um, Sadly, I'm canceling the podcast so that I can follow yodeling Walmart kid on the road forever (laughs) as a groupie (laughs) because he is my personal Lord and Savior, the voice of an angel. Even better than just Yodeling Walmart Kid is Yodeling Walmart Kid remixes on Twitter, (laughs) which is now all of my personal anthems. So shout out to Yodeling Walmart Kid. Shout out to everybody who remixed Yodeling Walmart Kid. May we all aspire to have the confidence of a 10-year-old child who could yodel in a Walmart. Want to give us a little taste? Oh! That was just George of the Jungle. <laughs> also, these lyrics are filthy. If you don't know, it's a, the song Love Sick Blues, originally by Hank Williams. And it goes, she'll do me, she'll do you. She's got a lot of loving. <laughs> All I do is sit inside. Oh, Lord, that last long day she said goodbye. Well, Lord, I thought I would cry. Anyway, that's it. Thank you for listening to Unhappy Hour. You can head to Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, wherever else you get podcasts. Hit that subscribe button, then rate us and review us, but only if it's nice. I don't want to hear your shit. Unhappy Hour is a production of Pineapple Street Media. It's produced by Barry Finkel, Josh Gwynn, Jenna Weiss-Berman, and me, Matt Bellisai. Special thanks to Max Linsky, Eleanor Kagan, and Maddie Sprunkheiser. Music by Hansdale Sue. You can find me on all the social medias at Matt Bellisai. And that's it. That's everything. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Uh, Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All I do is sit inside. Oh, Lord. Uh, The last long day she said goodbye. I hate it. All I do is sit inside. Oh, Lord. Uh, All I do is sit inside. Oh, Lord. (laughs) It's getting worse.